This is the Realest Business Show on radio. On Baloguan Broad, we talk about the issues in the news that affect businesses of all sizes and the people who work for these businesses. Why are unpaid salaries such a common problem? Specifically, let's talk about unpaid salaries in the informal sector. Now, I know it's also a problem in the public sector and the formal part of the private sector, but it's probably worse in the informal sector. And that makes it today's business hard fact. 40% of informal sector workers in an SBM intelligence nationwide survey were owed unpaid salaries. 40% of informal sector workers in an SBM intelligence nationwide survey were owed unpaid salaries. If that trend holds across society, it means that four out of every 10 informal workers are being owed salaries. And that's huge. It's especially huge when you remember that our informal sector is much larger than the formal sector. So most Nigerian workers are informal workers. And a a very large minority of them are being owed um, salaries. So today for the next, um, you know, 50 minutes, there are, you know, give or take. For the next 50 minutes, we're going to look at SBM's report about this issue. We're going to look at what the root causes are. Uh, maybe try to figure out a possible solution. I hope we can. My guest is an analyst with SBM Intelligence. Her name is S.A. Okaila. Welcome to um, Balogo and Broad on Hard Facts. Good evening, Sandra. Thank you for having me. Good evening, Lagos. And of course, Lagos, you are my second guest on the show. We want to hear from you. Why are so many informal sectors being owed salaries? Do you have experience with unpaid salaries, either as as an employee or as an employer? What's happening there? Why is that happening? Uh, give us a call on 0700-993-993-993. Tell us what's happening. But first of all, let's say, tell us about the study itself. How did SBM go about this study? How did you arrive at the number that you have? Okay. So, um, Sandra, like you rightly said, a majority of Nigerian employees are oftentimes old salaries. Mm. But when you listen to the news, you hear information around public sector this state has refused to pay salaries, mm-hmm. these ministries, agencies, mm-hmm. and even in the private sector, mm-hmm. really around the formal sector, you hear about non-payment of salary. Mm-hmm. And there's really no much buzz on non-payment of salary or irregular payment of salary in the informal space. Mm-hmm. So that's really, as an intelligence company, that was a question we needed to answer. Mm-hmm. And that led us to conducting the survey mm-hmm. across all states in Nigeria, including the FCT, mm-hmm. um, we had a total of four, 3,416 respondents, mm-hmm. of which, like you rightly said, 40% of them had stated to us that they do not, they are actually being owed salary. And the, the duration of um, um, non-payment varies. We had like 43% of the 40% that mm-hmm. said that they were being owed salaries. We had 43% who were being owed 
up to three months mm. salaries. Mm. We had 29% of the respondents saying that they were being owed up to six month salaries, four to six month salaries. We had 50% um, of the respondent sites were being owed as high as seven to 10 month salaries. And mm. we had which formed the lower pack, but still a major source of concern was 5% of the 3,000, over 3,000 respondents are being owed between 16 to 20 month salaries. Mm. So we, we tried to get some demographics on the respondents mm -hmm. um, across the different states. Mm -hmm. um, we had more of female respondents than male respondents. And if you're, if, if you're aware, according to the International Labour Organization, mm -hmm. we have more of almost 93% of women play in this space compared to 90% of men mm -hmm. that are actually in this um, informal sector. Mm -hmm. And even informal sector is a major employer of labor mm -hmm. in Nigeria. Mm -hmm. And so aside getting the gender right, we also try to get even representation. So we try to engage with the married individuals, mm -hmm. divorced, single, mm -hmm. as well as women-headed households mm -hmm. to get insight and thoughts on this issue that we're trying to answer to. Mm -hmm. um, we also looked at the age brackets. A majority of our respondents in terms of age brackets were more around the um, around 34, 36 to 45, 26. Mm -hmm. So the youthful population was what we targeted. As much as possible, we tried to engage with respondents between 18 to 25 years of age, mm -hmm. which formed 9% of our respondent bracket. Mm -hmm. um, whilst the other um, respondent bracket formed 37 percent right and we also engage with the older in the older individuals that is from ages between 46 to 60 years okay. to also hear if they are facing this issue mm -hmm. and how what's the coping mechanism mm -hmm. right someone mm -hmm. has not collected any income for 20 months mm -hmm. how are you living how are you surviving mm -hmm. we also try to get insights on what's their average monthly income is it because they earn high is that why their employers are unable to to keep pay. up with paying mm -hmm, their salaries mm -hmm. and majority of them just earn within the minimum wage mm -hmm. so between fifteen thousand to thirty five thousand that's what majority of them earn only five percent earn above um and above let's say um three hundred thousand naira we're having just eight percent of respondents stating that they earn between seventy five thousand to ninety five thousand naira so the bulk of the respondents are really within that below 50,000 naira or less. It puts all the Twitter debates about can you marry somebody that earns 75,000 into perspective, doesn't it? <laughs> it, it, it? It's really a big question, really, but funny enough, Sandra, mm. you see this respondent that we're engaging in married, married one, mm -hmm. they have household size of four to five. I really begs the question, how do you survive? They, off, they, they, they were able to let us know some of their coping mechanism, which we obviously would discuss into. Mm -hmm. because of the conversation. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, and also we try to know, okay, some states, apparently, we have some good states mm -hmm. who are not going. <laughs> okay. No, seriously. We had, so we tried to, across all the 36 states, at least a minimum of 100 respondents. Mm -hmm. And you see states like Akwaibom, mm -hmm. Bayelsa, mm -hmm. Kano, mm -hmm. Sokoto, and Yobe. Mm -hmm. We had our respondents saying that none of them were being owed salaries. Now, were these people in the public sector or people in the private sector or people in the informal sector? 
informal sectors or the survey focused on mm -hmm. individuals, those even very close to the poverty line. Mm. So really know you're, you're earning just above a dollar mm -hmm. or ten ten dollars or mm -hmm. thereabouts mm -hmm. and you're being old and you still live and you continue going to work every day. Hmm. So, so let's talk about the coping mechanisms because I mean you mentioned twenty months in, in, in for some people in some cases how are they coping and you mentioned people who are living uh, on fifteen to seventy five thousand naira a month you know being a family of four or five or six how are they coping what are their coping mechanisms? Okay, so from the conversation we had with them, there are different coping mechanisms that suits different individuals. Mm -hmm. So you had some who say that even if they are not paid, mm. they end up getting some kind of in-kind benefits from their employers. Okay. So they get food, they get clothes. Okay. Probably when they have one or two family emergencies, the employer step in. Okay. However, these earnings or these benefits mm. doesn't equate to the amount they are meant to be paid. Right. So at least, even if you do not pay me, mm -hmm. I can rely on you somewhat to solve some of my day-to-day -day needs as they go on. And some of them also stated as much as they rely on this benefit, it's not as though it's what they want, mm -hmm. but it's better to, you know, still keep on getting this benefit. At all, at all, not bad pass. Exactly. Mm. Exactly. Mm. Now, another um, coping mechanism for some of them mm. is the hope for better opportunities. Okay. So should I see that home? or rather go to work, mm -hmm. hopefully I meet someone mm -hmm. during the course of duty mm -hmm. who sees my potential or needs my services, mm -hmm. and I end up getting another offer mm -hmm. rather than sitting at home, reading to the newspaper, or just applying. Mm. So I that see. is some of the reasons why some of them go to work every day. Mm -hmm. We also had individuals that say that what they do is they create a power income okay. of their employer's clients, okay. or even for those that have supermarkets, for example. Okay. You know, they are the one in charge. Mm -hmm. They get the stock taken for mm -hmm. the day. Mm -hmm. they also go to the market, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. to get some other additional goods. Mm -hmm. You as the girl comes in. Mm -hmm. uh -uh, what's happening? Uh, Madam, business is not moving, no. Mm. We're not selling. Mm. Rather, they are selling their own products for them to survive. Oh, no. Oh, no. Yeah. So, coping, coping it, mechanisms uh, include, you know, embezzlement and fraud. Something like that. Unfortunately, so. unfortunately, yeah. Now, um, how are employers able to get away with this? How come government agencies are not more involved in making sure that labor laws are obeyed? Good, very good question. So, when I looked at the labor laws, right, we looked at it, right? Mm -hmm. If you look at the labor laws closely, it really covered a lot of areas, mm -hmm. Nigerian employers, mm -hmm. private to public sector employee mm -hmm. employers, mm -hmm. what they should do to their should not do to their employees mm -hmm. in terms of payments, mm -hmm. you do not owe mm -hmm. a more than a month's wage. Mm -hmm. In terms of upfront, it should not be more than a month, mm -hmm. or you should not pay um, anything other than the legal tender and the likes. Mm -hmm. However, if you look closely around compensation, there is no clearly spelled out way for penalty for default hmm. as with it's most nigerian laws let, let's just ignore the fact that most of these guys in this space are not familiar with their rights mm -hmm. even where they are mm -hmm. the laws do not really provide that level of succor for them mm. and 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 the employers end up getting away with that and secondly 
most of this kind of employment, there's no formal contract or agreement to bind the engagement. Hmm. Where there are, they are loosely spelled out, open for tweaking, where convenient for the employer. Right. Let me cite a case. So he spoke to someone who said that part of the constraints they have is, you see an employer, based on what happened during the month in terms of sales, can come out to say, you know what, you didn't make good sales for the month, so I can't pay you yet or you didn't meet the sales target, where there was even no specified sales target in the contract. Mm. Some are contract, some are true family. So all this kind of arrangement, the lack of process, form, and system in this sector helps the employer, put the employer at that advantageous position mm. against the employee. Hmm. Is it accurate to say that because there are so few jobs, even in the informal sector, supply and demand are in favor of the employers and so employees feel like they have no choice but to accept some injustice? Sandra, it's, it's, it's almost the same thing in the formal sector. Right. You get incidents where you see your employers telling you, go. If you do not want the job, if you cannot do what I want you to do. If you cannot cope with the condition, there are a lot of people out there. Mm -hmm. Currently, we were initially second position in terms of unemployment. Nigeria is now top, just 0.1% share of Namibia, who is second and South Africa. Mm -hmm. So there's really no opportunity out there for them. And they just have to check meetings. And now most of them are now negative rather than being positive. Mm -hmm. Lagos, if you just tuned into the conversation, I'm having a brilliant conversation with an analyst from SBM Intelligence. Her name is Ese Okaila. And uh, she's been talking to us about why unpaid salaries are such a common problem, especially in the informal sector. Because like I said, when we started, yes, it happens in the public sector, in the private sector, but it's worse probably in the informal sector. Our business hard fact, in fact, is that um, 40% of informal sector workers in their report, the report from SVM Intelligence, uh, um, uh, in a survey they conducted nationwide, 40% of informal sector workers were owed unpaid salaries. And like you heard from Issey, some of these salaries are owed, um, you know, for as long as 20 months. All right, Lagos, let's talk. Shall we join the conversation? I want to hear from you. Why do you think that so many informal sector workers are being owed salaries? Do you have experience with unpaid salaries? I as an employee or as an employer. I want to hear from you, 0700-993-993-993. Hello. Sorry about that. Call us back if you can, 99.3. Good evening, Sandra. Good evening, sir. What's your name? Yeah, my name is Chidi. Chidi, welcome. Thank you. I think... Uh... First, you need to define what you mean by informal sector so that people understand how it's in a better perspective. You know, is it in terms of number of employees within an organization are considered informal, or is it because of the industry, like supermarkets? You know, so it's, it's very clear it's important to have a better position in terms of the concept of what you mean by informal sector because either you are in the formal sector or you are in the informal sector. And most times, formal sector is considered government sector. No, no, no. Government sector is... Uh, but, government... But government... Go straight to the, to the issue. Okay. I think the, the report is, is very good, but it's one-sided. 
The other side of the report is to find out from employers of labor, why do you hold salary? I think that will show you clearly that the Nigerian environment is very hostile. Apparently very, very hostile for organizations. You're dealing with double or triple tax issues. You are dealing with FRS. You are dealing with the state internal revenue service. You are dealing with so many charges and levies. At the end of the day, you make money, but you discover that by the time you look at your expenditure, going to government from taxes, it becomes completely, completely unprofitable. That is one. Then secondly, a lot of people, musicians, uh, they don't understand some of their obligations. And what are the obligations? Some of their tax obligations. People go in with very low pricing, in quotes. But at the end of the day, because of competition, you, you, you have been able to fulfill, you have been able to make some sales. But when you net off your cost, you net off your obligations, you discover that you are in red. So I think it's important to also go further in this study to find out from employers of labor, why do you owe salary? So I have because a question. I, I don't know if you can hear me, but I have a question, right? Yeah, now, in other countries, if a business cannot pay salaries, it closes. So why not close the business? If after expenses, a business cannot pay salaries, it's considered to be a bad business, right? Yes, to, to a large extent, that, that is correct. So why to not close the business? It, why exploit okay. free labor? No, 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 no. Don't, don't get me wrong. I'm not saying you should explore. No, no, I'm not saying you're saying that. Labor. I'm just going yeah. where your conversation has led. I'm not saying that's what you're saying. I'm saying yeah. I'm going where your conversation has led us. Why, yes. why exploit free labor instead of closing the business that cannot pay salaries? Something you no. can't do anywhere else but Nigeria. Yeah, you, 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 you might call it free labor. That is not really free labor. No, it is free labor. No, no, no. No, it's free labor, sir. That's no, what free me, labor is. No, You're me, not paying for services when you Because it's an obligation. Because let me tell you, Sandra, it is, it is very difficult. I'm not saying it's impossible. For an employer of labor to come to work every day, and your own salaries have one month, two months, three months, four months, five months, six months. You feel very uncomfortable. And they are working, but they are not being paid. So how is yeah, it not they, free labor? You, your obligation to them is to pay them a salary for the work that they're doing. They're transporting exactly. themselves to work, they're feeding, they're and feeding. they're not being paid. How is it not free labor? That's what I'm saying. It is not really free labor. Yes, you are not paying on time, but your obligation remains. Even if it is, if you're going to upset in the future, mm. but your obligation remains. Okay. So that's why I'm saying that in, in typically we, it is not a free label. Mm. But the only thing is that you're not paying on time. Uh, okay. Thank you very much for calling. I wish we could, you know, stay yeah. with that call some more. But Ese, I'm I wonder, you know, what you think about that. Does it matter to the unpaid worker that the owner feels bad? Does the obligation accrue interest? Is this not exploitation of free labor? Um, I think first thing first, that is an opinion. I, I really want to quickly answer some of his comments mm -hmm. before I comment on what you just said. So to mm -hmm. the caller who just called now, mm -hmm. the, the study itself was clearly focused on 
point salary from the employee perspective. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. One, feedback noted on information on employer, but to be fair on SVM's part, mm-hmm. in Q2 2021, we actually did conduct a study on taxation in Nigeria's informal sector. Yeah, and we carried so it here. We, we talked about exactly. it here with so, one of, with uh, Glory. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Uh, okay, so, so, so talk, talk to us about what an informal sector is. What's an informal sector? Okay, so according to the ILO that directly defined the informal sector, mm-hmm. it's basically a sector that is neither taxed nor clearly monitored by the government. Mm. They're not fully in control by the government. Their activity is not properly co- um, controlled or monitored mm. by either the state, local, or federal government. They are able to evade most of these systems put in place. Mm. So, for example, you have the food vendors, mm-hmm. street vendors, some of the small to medium-sized supermarkets. Mm-hmm. You have um, casual laborers. Mm-hmm. Those kinds of individuals are who we bus drivers, mm-hmm. agricultural um, sector um, workers, mm. those kinds of people are individuals that play in the informal sector. Mm. And like you rightly said, our study clearly shows that these individuals currently in Nigeria mm. are apparently being taxed. Mm. They are, yeah. Overtaxed, according to your report, yes. Extremely overtaxed. Mm-hmm. Extremely overtaxed. Mm-hmm. And majority of the earnings, obviously not the point of focus here, mm-hmm. but majority of the earnings do not even get to the state coffers. Right. Non-state actors come into play to collect these earnings sometimes mm. up to three times a day. Mm. And I'm back to his point around the employer. I, I, I always want to believe that there is long-standing agreement between the employee and the employer, mm. wherein the employer has employed or gotten engaged the services of the employee mm. to render certain defined services. Mm-hmm. It is often time left for the employer in terms of leadership, administration, and how well you utilize your resource, in-house resource, Mm -hmm. to be productive. Mm -hmm. The conversation around payments and your inability to pay if your employees are not productive, or rather Mm -hmm. the firm is productive, Mm -hmm. but the employers oftentimes do not utilize the funds properly. Mm -hmm. We're talking about the informal sector. A lot of them are not family, do not have this knowledge of financial literacy hold that thought hold that thought we'll come back to some of the points you're making because you see the points you're raising also apply to the formal sector so hold that thought when we come back from this break we'll explore it further i'm sandra ezekwesli you're listening to our business segment on hard facts it's called balogun and broad because we take a look at businesses on balogun street and businesses on broad street those are two kinds of businesses formal and informal sector don't go away lagos 99.3 Nigeria Info. Your number one station for talk. Let's talk. I'm Sandra Ezekwesili. This is Hard Facts on 99.3 Nigeria Info. And we are talking about unpaid salaries. Why are they such an uh, uh, such a common problem? Especially... Um, well, all across the sectors in the country, to be honest with you. But today we're focusing on the informal sector. And uh, our guest, an analyst at SBM Intelligence, has told us what the informal sector is, given us examples of informal sector businesses. And we've, um, you know, segued off into, like, really great conversation, brought about by some of the calls that we've received so far. You know, before the break, essay. um, 
you were making a point about um, some businesses not managing their resources very well. You were also making a point about, um, you know, uh, you know, one of the major reasons for unpaid salaries being that some businesses mismanage the finances of the organization. And I wonder, do you believe, because this is also a problem with private sector in Nigeria, probably also a problem with public sector in Nigeria. Now, do you believe that for the informal sector, if more informal business owners receive financial literacy training and basic business administration training, maybe they'll be better able to manage their revenues better and be less likely to owe salaries? I don't know. What do you think? Um, yes, financial management training, financial literacy trainings are very key to managing your business as well as ensuring business continuity, right? Mm. And like you rightly said, we already have individuals in the um, formal sector space as well as public sector who have the needed knowledge, mm -hmm. well-versed, well-experienced, and are still facing these issues. Mm -hmm. So does it entirely solve the problem? No. Mm -hmm. But to a reasonable extent, it helps improve in terms of percentage, the amount of individuals or businesses that are likely facing this problem or are to face this kind of problem. So unlike the formal sector, in the financial sector, in the informal sector space, you're bound to see a lot of businesses where business earnings, personal earnings are being expended for from the same account. Hmm. There are no proper records kept to even know if they are paying more than they actually earn, which is likely to be a reason why they are unable to pay their salaries. Hmm. Or how deep is the owner's hand in the company's coffers hmm. that is likely affecting it. So it, it's somewhat easy in the formal sector space to clearly identify what the issues are hmm. in terms of providing a solution to the problem, mm. unlike the informal sector where it is not properly organized mm. for you to now decipher to know what are the problems. Mm. There are inherent ones mm -hmm. across all sectors, mm -hmm. but there are some that could be improved upon or likely non-existent mm -hmm. if they had the right tools and techniques to work optimally and um, properly. Mm -hmm. and, and, and it's also dependent on the kind of... So in, in the informal sector space, from our research, we also found that some of these guys feel they are being owed salaries, right? Mm -hmm. But in, from the employer's perspective, they pay them through partnership. You are now a partner in the business, mm -hmm. so you should understand what the problems are. Mm -hmm. And you have instances whereby the owners bring in family members mm -hmm. who are unable to complain mm -hmm. or say, oh, are you, are you not, didn't I help your brother? Mm -hmm. Didn't I help your sister? You should understand. Mm -hmm. Let me give you a life story. So I, I, I encountered someone I think two to three years back, mm -hmm. she was working at a firm mm -hmm. where the owner pays, so still in this informal space, mm -hmm. the owners pay salaries. So when you're collecting your November salary, you mm -hmm. get it at the end of December. And it is now popular belief or a culture there where you understand that because of the kind of treatment they get there, mm -hmm. it is the employer's own um, 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 coping mechanism whereby even when you want to leave the company mm. without going through the formal resignation process, mm -hmm. I already have your one month salary mm. with me. And even at the company, right, you see her getting customers to come in. She was a lady mm -hmm. where she buys clothes, she buys this, go on shopping, mm. 
whilst the employees are not being paid salaries, mm. all in the name of there is no money. Mm. But the accountants who oftentimes know this information mm -hmm. for those that are informal but mm. a larger organization somewhat. Mm -hmm or the PA, or people who handle the finance, mm -hmm. understand that there is money. However, Madam Olga is using this money for personal needs. You need and to information flex. flows around the organization. So you're seeing dissatisfaction. Mm -hmm. She's gone to staff, mm -hmm. looking for other ways to earn, mm -hmm. since Madam doesn't care about us. Mm -hmm. So there's an issue, genuine issue around proper mismanagement mm -hmm. because of lack of knowledge, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. there also then there's also pure impunity issues. sometimes. Exactly. You know, in, in the cases where the revenue to the business is not enough to pay salaries, in other countries, the business either borrows to pay its staff or it shuts down, just like I was saying to um, the caller who called before we went on that break. You don't see the company simply continuing to operate on free labor. Now, we got into a debate about whether or not it is free labor, but I'm sorry, it is, it free, is labor. free labor. But... Um, why does it happen here? Is it a cultural difference or is it because employers know that there's a lack of enforcement so they can get away with it? How is it? Why is it so rampant here? Sandra, hmm. as much as I like to say, part of it is a cultural issue. Okay. The cultural issue, complacent on the part of the employers as well as the employees. Hmm. Part of it is the systemic structural issues. Hmm. Like I was saying, in as much as you tell the employees to hold the employer accountable, I want to get my earnings, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. I can't pay you. Take me to court. Mm -hmm. What would the court do? Hmm. Do you understand? Hmm. So the, the, the system or the economy or the way Nigeria has been structured in a way that it already somewhat favors the employer and puts the employee at a disadvantaged position. Hmm. Especially where most of these employers, most of these employees, actually within, to be fair, they are educated. Secondary school leavers, right, have their certificate. Mm -hmm. Some of them have the national diploma. Mm -hmm. Some even have university BSc degrees. Mm -hmm. Some of the respondents, I think 5% of the respondents, are currently in the process of obtaining a master's degree. Mm -hmm. So it is a cultural issue that was resulted from the system put in place. So the employers are so comfortable. You can't cope with it, go. There's someone, sometimes even your colleague who is willing to bring his brother or sister into the company to just get a job. Mm. Hopefully one day, You'll get something get better. Paid. Okay, so let's talk solutions, right? Because we have about, uh, you know, two minutes and then I have to start taking calls. Let's talk solutions. What options do informal sector workers have when it comes to claiming their unpaid salaries? Because you just talked about, you know, uh, just general impunity over here. The employer will tell you, what are you going to do? You're going to take me to court? So what options do they have? What options do the workers have? But I think first thing first, it boils down to the kind of agreements, work agreement they put in place mm. in order for you to fight for your rights mm. through the nigerian legal system mm. in as much as we believe that it is not fair enough it's not just enough it's not fast enough what do you even have to present your case mm. so it starts from what are the terms of engagement mm. how do you get employed mm. how do we how did we form this relationship mm. is it from oh I have called your auntie, your uncle, a friend, come and start work today. Mm -hmm. I will pay you some amount. It's not written in black and white for you. Mm. In terms of my compensation structure, what and what? What are the terms? When do I get I think it starts from there. And also on the parts of government, as much as they're very quick 
for example, in Lagos, in as much as you see that most of the taxation from the informal sector doesn't get directly into the coffers of the government, be it at the state level, local government level, or at the federal level. There's an indirect means where these guys partner with these non-state actors to enforce collection. Mm -hmm. So I think there should be a channel where regulation and organization in the informal space, obviously not like the way it's being done in the formal space, mm -hmm. but to a reasonable extent where it is properly organized mm -hmm. for activities to take place fair on both the part of the employers as well as on the part of the employees. Mm. I think when we start from these two steps, we can take it, we can move it forward from there. Okay. Well, Lagos, let's keep this conversation going, shall we? Uh, if you are uh, just tuning in, join us, 0700-993-993-993-0700-993-993-993. Hello. Thank you very much for calling us. Yeah. I'm a friend of Golan. Good to have you on the show. Yeah. Um, I want to be an anonymous. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's fine. Go ahead. <laughs> yeah. See, in case of my, like my boss, hmm. he paid my salary mm -hmm. and he, he called me immediately. He called me that I should borrow him 10000 out of my salary. Hmm. Even last month, he borrowed 15000 He didn't pay back. How much is your salary? My salary is fifty k. 50000 and they're borrowing 15000 and 10000 Yes, sometimes he will pay my salary. He will just come immediately, go and buy food. Maybe food like four thousand, five, five thousand plus. Hmm. Because wow. I don't know how to. No, I don't know what to think. Can I ask what you do? I'm a driver. You're a driver. Okay. Yes. Okay. Is there a contract? Do people have a contract for the driving work? No, just direct driver to the guy to the guy well i'm sorry you're going through that my guy we've got another anonymous caller on the line hello hello anonymous hello 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 welcome yeah, I'm to sandra. yes this is sandra yes the issue that uh, we are we are into now that we are discussing hmm those are your last person to your death mm. what is the solution mm -hmm. I want to tell you the way to look at the concert. Nigeria has turned to a double place where they have good jobs. Uh, if I, you want to see more of this uh, informal sector and pay workers, go to all those uh, security houses to see. Mm. Most of them, they are not earning up to 30,000 and they are earning a lot of salary. Mm. So that is my contribution. All right. Thank you very much. He's talking about uh, a lot of the security guards we see at different organizations. And, you know, I mean, they're not paid up to minimum wage and they're also still owed um, salaries. Let's speak with uh, Akigbe. Akigbe is yeah, investor. Hello. Sandra. Good evening. Top of the evening to you. Yes. Same thing to you. Yeah, you know what? What? When a blind man mm. lead a blind man, both of them will fall into the ditch. Okay. When we say we are westernized mm. and that we are highly educated, mm. we have the lawyers, the doctors, and yet they cannot effect it to the lowest group to upgrade people. Life is all about upgrading. As you are speaking there, now you are upgrading our mind mm. and enlightening us mm. what to do next. Mm. Now, what is the purpose of the labor? It's only labor for those who are they are remitting their monthly due to the office. What is the purpose of the labor? Let everybody labor. 
So they ought to give out the uh, NS education to those who want to employ people on how they should not toil on their feeling or abuse their rights. Because to take a lawyer is not an easy joke. The Minister of uh, uh, Justice is there. Go there and ask for a lawyer. They will ask you to pay money. They will ask you to go to court. They are coming. They will not come. So all these are ineffectiveness, abusing the entire uh, grassroots and the middle uh, class, and even the higher class. The other one I've received from uh, unknown soldier, the, the orderly, you know, so whether it will have the effect of what the poor people are suffering. You know, so you that are highly educated, don't mm. be supposed to have a leaflet or a booklet mm. so, uh, from the employee. These are the uh, lines to follow. That if you do not pay your employee and they come to report, mm. they, there will be charges on you and the money you owe your employee will have interest. All right, Taibe. Oh, sorry. But thank you very much for calling. Precious is a caller from Abuja. Oh, no. Precious's call dropped off there. But it looks like our our, our line for women is back up. Uh, 01465-7190. So that number looks like it's back up. So go ahead and uh, give us a call back. Now, informal sector is talking about the driver. It's talking about the fuel pump attendant. It's talking about man, different kinds of people, right? When workers are unionized, it's harder to owe them. It's not impossible. It's not impossible, but it's harder to owe them because unions can organize industrial actions, including strikes. But most of the time, informal sector workers don't belong to unions. Hell, people even in the private sector serve are not even allowed to unionize. Part of the contract you sign in the private sector is you know, go join union. Now, what are the constraints for, since we're talking about informal sector people now, and I hate that we have just one minute to talk about this, but since we're talking about informal sector workers now and being owed salaries, right? What are the constraints against them unionizing? What can established unions do to help them? We've got one minute. Yeah, um, Sandra. Mm. So why, why you like you said, most of the private sector individuals will tell you from the get go to not join a new union. We see what the national uh, Nupeng does, for example, right. when there is potential price hike. You know, when they're increasing the source, they, they just come out immediately to declare right. a strike. That's right. Where you associated with a union, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. A trade union, your respective sector. Mm -hmm. They help you advocate on your behalf. Mm -hmm. There is a certain level of... So so where you see employers are able to just de decide whatever payment they want to give to their staff, mm -hmm. these unions come in on behalf of the employees to speak to the employers in that sector. This kind of welfare the employee deserves, this kind of package they deserve. Mm -hmm. Just for example, like, like the resident doctors, mm -hmm. wearing... In the informal sector, there are unions where the employees belong to. Mm -hmm. They are able to formally channel their grievances and possibly get solutions mm -hmm. to the problem. Mm -hmm. If you're an organization cannot function without their employee, mm -hmm. hate it or not, the employer cannot do the job alone. Mm -hmm. To a reasonable extent, mm -hmm. they need the cooperation of the employee to achieve their goals. Essay, I'm definitely going to have you back on the show discussing this topic again. But thank you so much for your time. You've been absolutely brilliant.
Thank you for having me. Lagos, find me on social media. Sandra Ezekwasili, thank you to SBM Intelligence for their time today. We will bring you Lagosa after the news at 6. And then, of course, after that, we will bring you um, Let's Talk with Voice of America. Tomorrow at 5 o'clock, let's take a look at the Anambra state elections. We'll have our head of news in Onicha uh, joining us over the phone. We'll also have somebody from SBM Intelligence because they also have another report about low voter turnout in our number so we'll have someone from their team join us tomorrow to talk about um you know the votes and elections and all of that from our number state tomorrow 5 p.m but join the show when we start at three when we bring you three of the biggest stories of the day and i hope you're getting ready for our debate tournament that starts on monday if you'd like to sponsor it or advertise on it or be a partner get in touch with us uh, via our website or call any of the numbers that you have those are your hard facts lagos good night